So, dude, what do you know about pack film? I've shot some pack film, and it was great fun, and now there isn't any. That's what I know about pack film, essentially. It's going to be a short show then, isn't it? <laughs> we we need to get some help in on the whole pack film front, I think. Do you know anybody? Well, as luck would have it, there's a couple of guys. Well, there's more than a couple of guys, but there's a couple of guys that we've mashed the rope in who seem to have something of an idea about pack film. Not only about pack film, but about how to actually make pack film. We should probably get them on. Uh, yeah, go go for it. Should we have a little break while you do that, or can you rustle them up quickly? You know what? By the power of magical editing, I think they're actually here right now. Um, awesome. Welcome to the show. Yeah, uh, Florian Dot Caps and Uwe Mimoon. Guys, welcome to the show. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Hi. So when it comes to talking about pack film, you two are the people to speak to at the moment because. Um, as many people may well know, but also many people may not know, you are currently in the middle of a Kickstarter, uh, the SuperSense Kickstarter, which is essentially, uh, and in a nutshell, I guess, looking to bring back pack film. Um, but probably the best place to start with pack film is what it is, what it's been, and what it isn't anymore. So which of you guys wants to take on the story of pack film kind of up to where we are now? I think there's nobody better than Doc to do it. There you go, Doc. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. That's, that's very nice. Uh, first of all, <laughs> let me ask, is this an analog recording? I'm sure, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got that's a big good. reel-to-reel tape here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be editing it with a, a knife later on. Perfect. That's yeah. exactly what I wanted to hear. <laughs> so um, I, will, <laughs> I will try to, to cut it short. So basically... Um, in 1947, a guy named Edmund Lenn uh, introduced the very first instant film, uh, and this was a revolution because um, for the first time it was possible to uh, see your pictures that you just have taken um, within a few minutes. And it, it started with just a few cameras in one shop in Boston, and it grew bigger and bigger. And the first system was a so-called roll system and pretty soon about 10 years later in 1963 um, uh, Polaroid introduced the so-called uh, peel apart pack film so this is a film um, that you it comes in a cartridge you put into a very special uh, pack film cameras and many of these cameras uh, have been introduced in all different kind of price ranges and after the exposure you pull out manually um, uh, uh, basically a film sandwich on the side of the camera and wait for some minutes and then carefully peel apart the positive from the negative. And um, here we are, you know, you have beautiful, uh, nicely uh, developed um, color or black and white picture in your hands. Um, Later on, in 1972, this system uh, was replaced by um, a new system which was called the Integral Polaroid Film. And this is most likely the Polaroid Film everybody knows. Um, you know, this is the film that you can shake like a Polaroid picture with this iconic white frame. And the Integral Film introduced in 1972 with the SX-70 camera, you, you don't have to peel this apart, you can watch the Polaroid when it when it appears in front of your eyes. 
So, but even if they had this new system, which was the most popular from there on, um, they still continue to produce the back film because um, for many artists and for many professional photographers, this material, so the peel apart back film, was always the most wanted and the, the, you know the most powerful analog instant material. Polaroid went down around 2008, and at the same time we we could rescue the last Polaroid factory for the integral film system. Um, there was no chance to also get my hands on on these pack film machines, and Polaroid basically uh, stopped producing them and scrapped the machines because Fuji um, agreed to produce to continue producing pack film for Polaroid. Um, as an OEM product. Um, but so all the pack film production ended up to be in the hands of Fuji. And in 2016, uh, so after eight years later, when the business was really going down and nobody seemed to be interested anymore in, in, in this material, um, Fuji announced the end of, of pack film production. And, uh, you know, again, I tried very hard with a network of my people to, to get, you know, to save these machines because, as always, uh, these super complicated machines are key for the production of back films. So I went to Japan, but, you know, without any success. So uh, for very long times and many desperate months, it really looked like that we, you know, we don't have any chance to to, um, to keep this product alive, even if there were, are still thousands of wonderful back film cameras uh, around, and there was a bit uh, a, petit, uh, a petition, what do you call it, a petition, uh, of, of thousands of people fighting for the back film. And then I met Uwe, and uh, Uwe basically, uh, with his crazy background in all kinds of of, of photo, photographic um, um, adventures, uh, but never before really too much into it in instant film, he came up with a brilliant solution of basically restarting uh, or the re reinventing um, the peel apart film um, in, a, in a very simple uh, way that can be produced by hand with a small team in a small kind of manufacturing with just some um, machines he usually builds out of of, uh, of trash um, mm. in, <laughs> or in the sort of <laughs> trash, but, you know, um, without mil millions of investments, but, you know, very cleverly um, building some machines uh, that, and, you know, adding this to, to things we can do by hand and restarting the production uh, in, a, in a small manufacturing in the heart of Vienna. And this is what the what we are standing or what we're trying to to finance uh, here on Kickstarter. So okay, some questions. Um, first off, what so Pack Film was going for a very long time, uh, being made by uh, obviously Polaroid who invented it, who were a very big concern, and then Fuji who were a very big concern, and now you guys with a very small team <laughs> are trying to do this in a very small way to begin with so um for people who may not know who you are because you know, that's quite a, a big thing to take on let's let's learn at least a little bit about each of you find out what your credentials are so um uve mm -hmm. what have you done that people would know about that can give them confidence that you know a thing or two about film 
Yeah, I would like to know that too. <laughs> um, no, so, so actually, um, you know, I started with all this analog pictures when there were only analog pictures in 1992. So now it's about more than 25 years. Um, so I worked in the photo lab and after that I worked for um, motion picture industry in the post-production, also mostly analog. And then for a short time uh, at Lomography, where I was responsible for the films, like the Lomochrome Purple, for example. And then I started my own company called uh, Kronos Reanimated Film. And these are films which are pre-exposed with techniques from the 60s, actually, which were used in the motion picture industry to achieve a certain kind of atmosphere. So, and I worked mostly as a colorist or color timer. So my job was to make the colors as nice as possible and to bring the vision of the DOP or the director, whoever was responsible for it, feeling responsible for it to the film. So that was it. So, so actually I, I haven't done anything else. That's so, quite a lot. And the fact that your job has been in making sure that colors are right for important things sounds quite important. Um, Doc, have you got any previous experience with instant film of any sort? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, no. None to do it, no. Um, so go on then. Let, yeah. let, let's get a bit of your um, criminal record when it comes to instant film. Somehow, um, you know, this instant film material really, really uh, took control of my life. Um, in, in the year 2003, when I, you know, took my, my very first Polaroid picture, and I, I always was, I also was working um, at the Lomographic Society, and um, they asked me to to make a research of what direction to go because digital was getting stronger and stronger, and they said, okay, uh, you know, make a research of possible ways we, we we can go, and I always loved to go in the opposite direction of anybody else, so I. I discovered this, this Polaroid material, and to my surprise, nobody, you know, was you know believed in that or took care about it. Not even the, you know, the, the leading Polaroid manager themselves, um, you know, had any belief or trust left in this magic material. So um, I said, okay, this this is incredible. Um, somebody has to take care um, of this, and I. I quit my job at Lomography and started my own business um, as a as a retailer. And um, all I did was to to communicate um, this material. I was the first one building uh, online shop, so everybody could uh, get this this material, which was hard and harder to get all over the world. And I started uh, a, a, a sharing website called polanoid.net where the people could share um, their analog instant pictures and to my surprise this really went very very well and in 2008 I had about 40,000 customers all over the world and a small team of three um, you know celebrating instant film and then uh, Polaroid called me and said hey doc you know you're doing amazing uh, incredible you really built a new a uh, young generation of Polaroid lovers, but unfortunately, we have to close down uh, our last factory in the in the Netherlands. And I said, "Hey, no problem, guys. 
uh, this couldn't be so hard to produce. So yeah, I buy the I buy the factory. And they said exactly said <laughs> they said are you crazy? You know, we know you are a spider. I'm muscle expert, but you know, forget about it. And I I tried one year, but all I could really get was an invitation to the closing event. Uh, so I went there and had a few beers, and luckily I connected with the production manager there, especially with Andre Bosman, Bosman, who who really, you know, was he, he knew everything about production, and and together with this guy, after a few beers, we decided, okay, this there is a, a 50% chance we really can restart uh, this this uh, factory, and we started to to fight against for it. So he. He took care that the machines are not destroyed, and I once again went to press and, and put some pressure on the product management. And uh, after one year, or well, half a year, we, we, we really succeeded, mainly because the FBI invaded the headquarters of Polaroid because of some Ponzi scheme tax crime and imprisoned the le- all the, the management for a week. And a friend of mine had the sign to had the right to sign for one week and he called me and said, hey, Doc, we have one week. Um, I can sell you the, the factory for scrap value, which was 180,000 euro. And so we purchased the, the factory and started uh, a project that was called the Impossible Project. And we really, you know, it's a crazy story, but after two years, we, we um, could globally introduce our first material. It was very, very experimental, but since then, you know, it got better and better and better. And we bought another company for doing positive and negative. And we, we got some, you know, uh, heavy investors in and they helped us to grow. And um, then, um, you know, it became really a serious company, which was not too good for me <laughs> because I, I, you know, I love more little um, crazy company. So I, I left the opera- operational management in 2013, but they kept on growing. And last year, the Impossible Project, uh, they bought uh, bought the Polaroid brand and uh, became Polaroid again. So this year in this factory that we saved uh, more than 3 million packs of Polaroid film uh, will be produced and, and sold globally. So. This is, um, in 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 short words, um, the the crazy impossible Polaroid story. But concerning pack film, the sad side of the amazing story is that this impossible project was originally founded to take care that never ever any analog instant film material has to die anymore. They became so so big and. And um, and concentrated on integral film that they they didn't want to to help uh, you know to to take over responsibility of saving um, the pack film. So it was against me. It was again me um, who who had to 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 squeeze myself in the safe Polaroid film superhero costume and and fly around the world and and try to find. A team that can take on this challenge, and it's happily I found Uwe. Yeah, it's a good job you look so good in spandex, really, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. I I yeah, remember. But, you know, I have all this. You know, whatever. 
Um, I remember seeing uh, on on the internet somewhere, popular place for seeing things, um, a couple of years ago, an interview, a brief interview with you when you were flying over to Japan to try and talk to um, Fuji ab about saving the machines, about essentially damage limitation, seeing what you could do there, and um, and even back then, it it seemed like it was an incredibly frustrating uh, situation and. Uh, Fuji just didn't want to know that you couldn't get anywhere. Um, it's been two years since then, and it, it's been pretty quiet. Um, what the, to, to the two years between difficult conversations with Fuji, where you realise that they just weren't going to play ball, and uh, meeting Uwe and starting to sort of see how it could work. Was there a path forward or did it look like for a while that there was just going to be no way to get it going again? Now, on the one hand, it, it was really depressing because, you know, the big ones that could easily do it. And, you know, this was Fuji, which, uh, you know, I always had my true problems with Fuji. I love Japan, but, you know, Fuji guys are very, very special. <laughs> and I also was frustrated that, you know, my, my friends from, from Polaroid had so many other topics on their desks that they also said, hey, sorry, but, you know, this is nothing we, 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 we can do for you. So this was the, the really depressing part. And on the other side, you know, compared to the situation back in 2008 when we could save the Polaroid factory, um, so much positive things were going on that you know kept me going for example you know this 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 wonderful italians crazy italians who bought the ferrania factory with the that they you know, wanted to restart the production of, of high quality film materials there was this new 55 project where at, you know bob crowley and, and sam heiser really started to, to to build a coating machine out of plywood and, and started a really beautiful um, four-by-five-inch positive-negative black-and-white film. There, there, you know, I, I had the chance to, to several times meet the 20x24 studio who rescued these this, um, big giant rolls and started to mix and fill new pots and and so on and so on, you know. There was really new hope and many thing, new things growing um, that, that you know, are so important to understand that analog uh, photography is, is, is gaining strength again and, you know, many possibilities. And also what Uwe is doing with this, you know, with, with his experience uh, in the traditional uh, movie film and then creating products for this young generation that are looking and are so curious and, and want to fall in love and experiment. All of this kept me going even if, you know, I had no idea and, you know, that the, the classic way was so desperately uh, a dead-end street. Um, from the Impossible Project, from bringing back Integral Film, because although you had the factory, um, the ingredients were essentially all gone and you were having to start from scratch with that. And obviously with pack film, you're having to start from scratch. Uh, how do they compare difficulty wise? Um, is one easier than the other uh, just by the very nature of the way that I mean, I would have imagined that the integral pack film was in some way had just fundamental difficulties uh, that maybe pack film might be easier, but I don't know. <laughs> is that true or not? 
you know, uh, man, it, the situation is is exactly the 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 opposite. You know, so back in with the factory, we had all these super complicated machines, all the equipment, all the, the parts, all the knowledge, but we we didn't had any idea of how to get new materials. And uh, with PEC film, uh, it was exactly the opposite. So we had we have several approaches of of the, uh, the materials we can use the old material from 20 by 24 we we you know we started to to think uh, and and speak with the new 55 guys who came up with a beautiful black and white positive and negative film consisting of a of a of a standard negative and some hand coded positive there uh, you know, uh, we did some tests with with Polaroid or Impossible Project that basically, uh, without a lot of adjustments, can can produce beautiful peel apart films. So it's, it's the opposite route. Here in this case with the pack film, it's really about how to produce these these packs. And you know, it it looks pretty simple because you pull it out by hand. But if you once dive deeper into the system. This is incredible, you know, this is what we always call origami style, high precision folding um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. So we have some calculations um, to, to build a machine that can do this traditional 10-pack um, production, folding, lamination, whatever. And this we are talking about uh, you know, 10 million pre-investment to build such a machine and this is never will never make a business case so uve this is clearly where you come in this is this is what you are so important to how do you approach building the machinery on because as doc said i'm guessing he's not giving you 10 million to play with i think it sounds like you'd be lucky if you get no, 10, yeah. 10 euros to play with uh, yeah, more like it. Yeah. <laughs> where, where? Is there a book? Can you go to the library and just go? I'd like the book on building the pack film machine, please. Where would you even start with this? You know, actually, my initial plan was to not build a machine, and it's still the plan because with Corno, I had the brilliant idea to buy Fuji motion picture stock, which I really love. And they stopped producing motion picture stop, uh, stock and. I said, okay, just remove the ramjet and sell it, and you can take photography pictures on it. And I worked with a company in Vienna, and they helped me to remove the ramjet layer so you can put it in any photo camera. Then the company went bankrupt, and I was sitting on, I don't know, like 25 kilometers of film. Yeah, which was. Yeah, I don't know why. I thought it was a good idea. Just buy a lot of it. Then you don't have to, <laughs> to buy it again soon. So what do you do? So then, okay, my friend uh, David Auna, who's now living in Los Angeles, uh, we said, ah, hmm, what can we do? I said, oh, let's build a machine. And we did that. And it was the worst experience of my life. And it, because there was no budget left, and then you have 600 meter rolls of film. You have to remove the ramjet somehow, chemically, chemically, and then you have to dry the film and spool it on a core, which is not really easy to do. And in the best case, without any artifacts of the ramjet layer or any scratches and whatever. Brilliant idea. 
So then Doc asked me, like, ah, he saw the machine, and I think he he had a lot of fun seeing it. it. Yeah, <laughs> because it, you know, it looks like if if you know, it's it's just horrible. You know, I don't want even <laughs> to explain it. No, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, especially, <laughs> it's really beautiful, especially if you know when 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 the old guys tell you years after years after years that you need 10 millions to start doing anything and uh, Uwe built this machine you know really I love this this is this changed my life so sorry I'm sure yeah. changed my life too to the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was two years ago around this time shortly before Christmas I was really like okay now now I set it on fire but I didn't do it <laughs> So, and then Doc asked me, like, hey, if you have an idea how to produce pack films, yeah, sure, no problem. So, what is <laughs> and But I never opened it in my life. So, I used it, not really often, but I used it sometimes on the set. And then I opened it, and Doc showed me how it looks inside. I said, no way, it was the same feelings and like the post traumatic stress. And then <laughs> kicked in, like, oh, there it is again. I said, ah, okay, let's see. And then I thought about, like, just erase everything. That's annoying. Everything you don't understand, and everything that needs a machine, and magically it works. So, I think it's the only way to do it right now is to do it by hand, as much by hand as possible, because building a machine would cost so much money. But we need to build some machines, but it's just machines that are aiding the process. So it's not like you put the material in the machine and like a black box that comes out to finish pack film. So it's 90% uh, manual labor. And that also explains the price, but I'm sure we'll come to this afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So um, obviously it's not just the two of you. So how big is the team at SuperSense? How many people are, are involved with this at the moment? No, yeah, SuperSense is, is principal. Um, you know, it's a crazy place with a lot of projects. So it's, I see it somehow like, like an experimental lab or an incubator for all my crazy analog ideas. So we have, you know, a team that cuts vinyl. We have a team uh, that does uh, printing. We have a team that, that does the photography stuff. So um, this, the team that we that we um, put together for, for the pack film is uh, you know using some of the of the man power or women power of SuperSense, but um, most importantly we connected to some key people from all around the world. So most importantly the, the 20 by 24 studio in in Ashland, in California, and um, you know. Uh, also, you know the old uh, impossible gentleman and and the next generation of of, of uh, chemists at impossible and then some other people. So it's really a global team that that helped develop this. And now, when we are successful, you know we need some more people to really help us building and executing the project. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the Kickstarter then. Uh, you launched this last week, I think. Um, it's so far you are you've got 22 days left to go, and out of a, a goal of 160 or nearly 161,000, you are already at 110,000 pounds, which is fantastic. I mean, that's that's really good. Um, 
one of the things that I think is particularly admirable about this Kickstarter is that you have something ready to show. I mean, you have a functional prototype that you have used to take pictures. Um, whereabouts in that stage are you? Uh, obviously, it's not a finished product that will go out to backers, but how far along is this? Mm. <laughs> Anyone? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so actually, it's not that far from being a finished product. So um, we have a list of what we need. Um, we have already found suppliers for for the paper and and for the the sticky tape and everything you need to do it. So the the prototype you saw on the video was really like uh, Doc and me standing in the dark and trying to cut perfectly fine negatives, which it's okay, we succeeded somehow. Um, but yeah, it's actually it's not it's not an impossible project, of course. But, I mean, it's, I mean, the, 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 the biggest challenge are two things. You know, number one, to really scale a prototype to a to mm -hmm. a mass production. But you know, in our case a mass production still is you know a handmade procedure but you know, for us it is super important to really reduce the the amount of time needed to build it to the to the to a minimum because otherwise you know we, we this this puts a lot of pressure on the project and then mm -hmm. secondly we have to really um, um, work with professional um, uh, materials so far everything is cut by hand uh, in dark. So what we have to switch now is really precisely cut, uh, precisely aligned, uh, because every millimeter in, in such a pack film and every little differentiation in the gap and in, in the difference um, really destroys the picture. So um, I'm really surprised of the quality we, we have achieved with just, you know, this very, very basic hand cut um, um, uh, prototypes that have been produced in complete darkness with, with you know, uh, Uwe and myself crying uh, and with tears in, in our eyes and at least three times promising each other, you know, we will stop this shit. <laughs> yeah, but nobody saw our tears because it was in the dark, so it's kind of romantic. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, surely the early backers are going to get some of this tear-stained film. I mean, this could be a real <laughs> salty... <laughs> Special edition. Yeah. Special edition. Yeah. Special edition. <laughs> no, I, special. Yeah. no, I think the, the product, so the idea how to produce the product, that's, uh, it works. So we, we already showed that it worked. But now setting up um, the production process, um, that's the main main thing. Yeah. So because so the hard part was already done by Doc, like sourcing all these magic potions you need to produce the film. So for people who have in shot pack film in the past or for people who may have just seen pack film images in the past, um, how does what you have got at the moment compare with things like the FP100C, stuff that people will have shot before, um, both in terms of the experience of using it and the results that you're getting at the moment? Now, you know, our first edition will be loaded with the material that has been out there uh, for you now, for for all the photographers who are our age, most likely they have shot with a, a film called Polaroid 690. So this was 
the, one of the best Polaroid films ever produced. Um, comparing this to the Fuji material is is always hard, but you know, for, for my feeling, Fuji always is much much uh, has, has much more contrast and it has a much more digital look, with I which I ne- never really liked very much. So Polaroid and especially this P7 material that we gonna start with is much warmer and and uh, it's also older um, um, you know that means it has it has a much more um, instant picture feeling than than the Fuji uh, material that you have and the biggest the biggest difference in in using it um, to the Fuji is that you know we we built single shot cartridges so the cartridge is made out of paper and not made out of plastic anymore and it contains only one picture uh, compared to the 10 pictures that the Fuji has in there. So after each exposure, you basically have to, to change the paper cartridge. Um, and you know, that's, that's for, for, for sure the most obvious difference. Okay, can, so can I can I nip in here? Because Graham has shot pack film before, but I have to say I have never shot pack film before. So I'm I'm coming to this without having the experiences that you guys have. So if I it, you know if I'm think seeing this and I'm a keen photographer, which I am, uh, but with no experience, what's what, what's the thing that I, I'm really going to get out of using this pack film? You know, that, it's, 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 sell me the product. <laughs> So, so you are pack film virgin? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. And you love photography? Uh, no, I, I've never done any. Uh, I've done some instant photography, but never pack film stuff. But, but you love photography? Oh, I love photography. Uh, sorry, yes, yeah, I love so, photography. So this, yeah. this is the best moment of your life because you know now that's your chance to really dive into the most magic material. So, point number. <laughs> Would you like to buy this car? <laughs> you, you, you can, I, I'm, I'm interested I, I'm interested you can get the most amazing best looking cameras on eBay for close to nothing because you know still the people think this film is not available anymore so go there today look for a Polaroid land camera 350, 450 or if you want to go crazy 180 beautiful amazing folding uh, great lenses, the best shit out there for you know very less money. And then, when you have this camera, uh, you know just um, you know you should you know put a really high pledge on the Kickstarter of these <laughs> wonderful guys in you know in Vienna, because then you will have uh, not only our new material that comes out uh, next year, which is you know the most magic experience to capture your most magic moments but also uh, you still can get um, uh, the, the classic Fuji film also in our shop of course <laughs> so this opens a whole new world of maybe the most astonishing instant photography uh, using a beautiful camera and the girls you know, they will love you for having a camera. <laughs> it looks so sexy. They say, wow, what's that? You must be a genius. So whatever, it's it's the beginning of um, you 
as one of the most important photographers out there. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> I'm not sure my wife would approve of all the girls being after me, but and you, you I have. I also no... watch with the wife. It's <laughs> you know, okay, I'm also enough. happily married just because of my Polaroid camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do you know what? I was out the other day for a walk with Graham, and he had an old Yashica TLR around his neck, and all he managed to capture was a drunk guy outside the pub. <laughs> <laughs> But it wasn't you. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. No. Surprisingly, surprisingly, also the kids, and this is the most important thing of all of it, uh, because it's not just these elderly guys like us uh, that do it because of romantic reasons. So this was in the beginning. You know, at all our parties, I was one of the oldest. And then suddenly in the last years, the next generation took over. So all these people, all these young guys who grew up digitally, they are our most extreme, curious customers coming to our shop, wanting to know, experimenting. Because with this peel apart film, you can do all kinds of creative techniques, lifting, transfers. It's it's a whole universe. It's like painting with light. So. Um, that's why we are sitting here. It's not to keep something alive, and and you know and and doing a retro trend uh, roadshow. It's really about making this this amazing magic material available to the next generation, so they can start using it for their special projects. Of course, digital is the main thing, and I myself take ninety percent of all pictures digitally, but. For the special moments, like going to a sushi restaurant or or putting on a vinyl record, for these special moments when you want to feel like an analog human being, there is no better um, thing than starting pack film. Okay, so so I'm I think I'm I'm partly sold. I'm partly sold, but I have another newbie question. <laughs> Right, so because again, I, I don't really know. So, so for those of our listeners and for me who who haven't done this before, you know, what, how do how do you use this stuff? I mean, you get you get yourself a nice camera for cheap off eBay. I think a lot of our listeners would be pleased to hear that. Um, but what's um, yeah, what, what's the experience of shooting with it? There, there's there's one picture in the box, yeah. And there's yeah, yeah, there's one picture in the box, and there's bad news, because you have to you have to. Uh, it's not it's not as easy as shooting digital. So first of all, it's expensive. So you are nervous before you push the trigger because every shot, you know, it's a lot of money. And then you have to care about the temperature. You have to care about the light. You have to care about the framing. So um, you, you it's 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 again this adventure. And you know, when we started doing it with Polaroid back in 2008, we thought this is all of that is a disadvantage, but it's not. But because the people have learned taking 1,000 digital images of the same party and 5,000 surface, it's no interesting. Nobody looks at them. But when you pull out your one shot out of the film camera, you know, and then you wait, you have to warm it under your arm or, you know, so you have to caress the picture so it has a nice temperature to develop and then you slowly peel it apart and you smell this this very special characteristic scent comes up your nose wow and there it is this is this is a love affair this is you know you you're gonna be addicted 
Do you know what? I, I'm Maybe getting the whole love affair thing. The way you describe it, it sounds like you're totally in love with this stuff. It's it, it's 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 so clearly it's going to add something to to having uh, you know a, a little Fuji Instax camera. Then this is the real thing, yeah. That's just a cheap imitation. It's it's different. Let's put it like that. You know, this is like eating a hamburger at McDonald's or eating a hamburger in in a steakhouse made out of wagyu beef and real salad and uh, good good tasting tomatoes. It's not good or bad. It's a totally different concept. Yeah. This is the this is the prime cut. This is the organically grown, handmade prime cut of instant photography. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you know what? Thank you. That that's that's an excellent sales job. I like it a lot. So I I was, <laughs> the, I was the pledge level from now on, because you know. If I don't see your pledge in the next 15 minutes, I call you again. <laughs> Are you going to be on the show every week until I buy something? <laughs> yes. And we have some some rewards that include the camera, so you don't even you don't even have to go on 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 eBay. I saw that actually. I saw that, and I like that. Do you know why I like that? So uh, yeah, again, this this is this be good for some of our listeners as well. But Graham, Graham will tell you, I don't have a a big collection of cameras, and I don't I don't tend to to play with older cameras. I I have a few cameras that I really really love that I go to all the time. Like right now on my desk, I have a Bronica. Uh, six four five, um, and and in thirty five mil, I have my cameras that I like and and things. So so actually, for me, pledging and and having a pledge with a camera, um, that's a really good thing. So so what what's the deal there for people that are listening to this but haven't seen the Kickstarter? What's the deal with the camera pledge? You know, I really, I we want to to you know, get out of this what I always call the freaks, the lovers, um, the, you know, the ones who compare different camera models. We want to you know, talk and, and inspire the next generation that are looking for, for, for new adventures. They started with Instax and you know, when somebody comes in our shop and they want to start doing it on a wedding, we also give them or recommend them a, a, a Fuji Instax because this is the best entry. It's easy, you cannot do anything wrong. When they love it, you know, the pack film, this is this is the the adventure and this is the challenge from back in the days and this gives you very, very special pictures. Everyone uh, has a different look. So we really want to care and we really want to inspire next generation photographers um, who who will take this material and take it to the next level. So I can tell you that the last years since 2008, I had many, many, you know, bad moments uh, where, you know, catastrophes and, and, you know, we ran out of money on a regular basis. We could pay our bills and, you know, whole productions went wrong and had to be destroyed anyhow. But what every day I opened the, the internet and we had this, this, this platform and I can look at Polaroids of these young people. And I knew that without us doing all of this, all of these images wouldn't exist. And this is anyhow one of the biggest problems of, of digital photography is that there are no pictures out there. You know, we are losing our pictures. There are no albums out there. There are no real pictures. Uh, the, the, the portion of pictures really printed is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. In 3000 years, when the people will look back on our generation, 
it's going to be a dark age because everything is going to be lost. All these digital images will be lost. There's no doubt about it. And so let's start to inspire the next generation to capture the most important moments in real pictures of no other kind. And, you know, Polaroid is the only picture, Polaroid picture and uh, a peel apart picture that is an original. Each and every picture is an original, uh, uh, um, you know, one of a kind capture of your moments. And this is, this is the importance of this technology. And this is why we are doing this, not just to please the old guys who are too stupid or too lazy to get going to the shop and buy a digital camera, but to inspire the next generation to fall in love with the real shit. <laughs> okay, so so for those people that are, are, are not into it before, there are rewards uh, uh, that, that you can make a pledge for that include the camera as well as the film, and that's just a, a one in, you know, one-stop way of getting started. Yes, absolutely. It includes everything. So it works with the batteries. It's you, you get it out of the box, put in a film and start shooting. One of the things I wanted to ask about is um, obviously with this Kickstarter for a new instant film, people are going to be very much thinking back to the early days of Impossible. Um, and for, for some people, that might be quite scarring memories because uh, the early days of Impossible um, with regards to the image quality, because as you said, the problem you had there was you had all the machines, you didn't have the recipes and the chemicals. And so it took quite a long time to get the image quality and stability to you know a, a good level. Um, early Impossible pictures are probably largely blank sheets of paper now, I suspect. Um, but with brown the, brown sheets oh sorry brown sheets sorry uh, that is that's very bad of me um but with the one instant you are using the this um polaroid 690 that is what you said isn't it the polaroid yeah. 690 so this is a stable known um film stock uh but it's also one that's no longer being made so there's a finite supply of this um and as people who are clearly looking to the future and um, want to make this a to an art material going forward, I'm sure you are very much looking towards what do we do when this runs out? Um, how how long is the one instant going to be running for? Do you think? Um, you know, the one instant the, the that's clearly a beginning and this is you know why we do all of that that's to set up the manufacturing for many many more years of, of back film uh, production um, due to our estimations we can produce about um, 8333 single shot packs of the of the of the p of, of the p7 Roughly, um, roughly 8,300. The good thing about this material is that yes, the positive and the negative are old, but you know, stored in the cold storage. But the the good thing is that the the 
paste. So the thing that is in the pot that you need for development, this is freshly mixed by a guy named Ted, uh, who, is a, who is a wizard. Um, so the quality is really, really amazing. Uh, additional to that, uh, we might also have access to to uh, the P3, some of the P3 material of the 20 by 24 studio. So that gives us another, uh, you know, several thousand packs in theory. But top of our list uh, is of course this dream of um, also making a black and white um, uh, type hundred pack film or peel apart film. Um, and, and a very special one, uh, you know, um, based on the on the on a really cool result from New Fifty Five. You know, top of our list is to 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 really look into the case of producing a black and white positive negative film for our one shot uh, paper cut, which which would be amazing because this is combines the best of the instant film world with uh, a negative, high quality negative that is perfect for scanning. And um, uh, that's obviously something you're, you're working on at the moment, or is this thing that once you're past, once you're past the Kickstarter and past the initial fulfillment, that that's something that will get more energy you know, we, we, we know that this is possible. Um, te technically, it, it's, it's you know, just cutting the materials of New 55 in a different dimension. Um, we we agreed with the new 55 team uh, that you know they themselves stopped or paused production at the moment that we will meet again and and discuss how to do it you know as soon as we know that it's that it's possible but it, this is just more more um, uh, a logistic um, and the and the when to do it and we said okay we first want to to do our homework and develop the the perfect cartridge and and technical solution uh, before we start filling in other materials so that's the only thing doing this and at the same time i told you also impossible they did some test runs of a new color pack film based on the integral material and and these results are also breathtaking as a, so i don't have any doubts or worries that you know we will not have several high quality options of 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 really nice material that is out there for several years that you know is stable and uh, this situation is is much much better than what we had in 2008 when you know we basically had no idea and no suppliers uh, and had to start from scratch with synthesizing um, color molecules or black and white uh, layers which was a total nightmare it sounds like it so let's talk about the 55 euro gorilla in the room um one because you've done a fantastic sales pitch and everybody listening is quite rightly going to want to get out and shoot pack film um but as you mentioned in your spiel uh it's an expensive product and i think anybody listening has probably already got a very good idea of why it's an expensive product um but do you want to talk about that because i think a lot of people who may have shot it in the past are going to be used to a fuji product product a Fuji price, and this is not a Fuji product. This is a very different thing, um, with a very different price. So, do you want to talk about that? Uwe, you want to say something about yeah. that? Yeah, you know the production is completely different. So, uh, so I thought about like an analogy that would work. I didn't find one perfectly fits like, but if you look like a VW Golf, 
So now they produce it in in masses. So if you now go to a company and say, please build a, a Golf 1, you can imagine how expensive it will be. So the thing is, we don't have the machinery, so we can't produce millions of films a day. Or I don't know how many they produce a day, but must be a lot. Must be a lot. So it's done by hand. It's cut by hand, and this means that you have also real people sitting there, and real people tend to get hungry and want to live in a flat or in a house. So you have to pay them too. And I think it's a, it's a manufacturing product. It is, of course, expensive compared to, to Instex or to the Fuji material, what it cost back then. But, and also the but components are expensive. You know, we have yeah. to fly in the components from the US. We have to, you know, find another partner who can cut us the material with very special equipment in the dark room um, down to our sizes. We have you know, a special uh, reagent run and pots filled. So it includes many, many steps of many people working together and, and all of them anyhow, you know, uh, give us incredible prices to yeah. to make make this possible. But um, for us, it, it, it's again, it's important to communicate very honestly and to build it um, as build a structure that is not an art project, but also is a sustainable beginning of a new production and uh, so it we have to pay these people we have to you know do some marketing we have to to uh, you know make this a real product and not just a fake product and the only thing that we really can promise is that uh, you know we will step by step um, uh, try to reduce costs and to pass on these, these advantages to the end customers what is not possible, um, and you know, this is also funny because the people don't understand it. They say, hey, can you please take care that uh, I can purchase the film on Amazon? And you know, this, this will never happen because uh, already now directly selling or even pre-selling to the end customers, you know, we can hardly cover all the costs of production and, and labor costs. But, uh, you know, it, it, it will not allow in any case uh, a margin structure that, that allows a distributor or Amazon because Amazon wants 40% or 35% and, you know, uh, the, 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 it's simply not possible. It's, it's a hand production which only can stay alive and earn back the pre-investments directly sold to customers. So, uh, as I said, in the Kickstarter, it's not because we are greedy or I'm dreaming of a nice car or Uwe wants to uh, buy a new house or whatever. It's oh, an really old one. Very, <laughs> very, very honestly, a nice shed. very, very honestly, this is, you know, this is a very tough calculation, but a very honest one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's a start. So actually, the people are buying the films, but they are also buying the possibility to get new materials. So what I'm really interested in is to build something that hasn't been there. So of course, I would like to see a black and white film. But who knows what else we can do because of the, the single shot cartridge um, also gives you different opportunities. You know, Uwe, 
Mm. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. The, the, the fact that, that these are single-shot cartridges as opposed to one cartridge which contains all the shots which you just feed one after the other after the other does open up a lot of possibilities and a lot of flexibility as well, doesn't it? And, and I would imagine it's also... Uh, far easier to solve that problem than it is to find a way to make one that does hold all the shots in one go. No, it just doesn't work. So if, if we would do it, um, I'm sure we could do it with 10 images inside the box, but then I think you would have to charge, I don't know, 300 euros per box or something, because I don't know anyone who is able to do it in the dark room. And yeah, like like you said, you know, I think you know not just because we only can do it, but um, you know, when you think about it, this flexibility, uh, this this is really cool. And 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 also, you know, I shoot a lot of pack film, but I never take ten images in one go because you know that's not the way you use instant photography nowadays. Uh, and also, the Fujifilm is expensive, so it's really about taking some you know of your very favorite things and, and and you know it's i think at the end of the day it, it will add a lot of freedom and a lot of flexibility and a lot of fun uh, to the whole concept you know and also replacing the plastic by this paper cartridge which is beautiful you can store your image in there and let it dry it's it's i i really love it it's not you know just a a fallback uh, solution i i really think it's it's perfect yeah and I mean, as far as the cost goes, uh, it's certainly comparable to if you're, say, for example, buying um, four by five slide film um, on a per shot basis. You know, the, these are premium things that have a premium price tag attached to it. And for me, with the with the one instant, um, you're also making an investment in the longevity of this as a medium because that was the heartbreaking thing when fuji pulled the plug on it. it was like well there goes an entire medium they millions of cameras are now just re redundant and um the unique qualities of those images are gone forever and um and so yeah by by I, buying I, film I, now it's you you're kind of you're working to secure the future for that and I'm really still angry that, you know, these big companies that are still doing this, you know, after all the learnings we had with the vinyl that, you know, also, you know, has this huge comeback and everybody loves. It was also on the edge of dying. Then with Polaroid. So um, now more than three million packs are sold. So how can these people be so short-sighted and, you know, still, you know, I, I, I'm still angry about that, honestly. So... Um, when does it ever end? You know, not everything has to be a short-term business. And uh, okay, sorry. I'm, <laughs> don't I'm no, don't, don't is... apologize. That's that's what drives it. That's that's the thing that makes it. You know, that that passion and that love for it is what's going to make it a success, isn't it? You know that, and you know some brain power as well. But <laughs> but you know, but this is also the beautiful thing about you know inventions like Kickstarters. I have to say that because in 2008. Kickstarter was not invented, you know, it started in 2009. And, you know, so it was much harder to, to connect and build a network and find investors. So this time, um, you know, 
it's really about the customers that are angry that these big companies don't take care. They themselves can can make this happen. And you know, I'm super happy about the the results and where we are standing and the money coming in. But even more, I love all this positive messaging. So there is nobody really complains about the price. All are aware of the situation and all of them say, okay, let's help me. You know, how can I spread the word out there? Let's do this together. And this is a new way of doing business. This is, you know, not doing a product for your customers, but basically producing or making a a product together with your customers. And, you know, I can envision that, uh, you know, these guys uh, also will build cameras. We already have some guys that say, hey, can you give me more information? I want to buy, build a pinhole camera for the single shot. You know, it's like an open source. Uh, and and like you said, we can fill it with all different kinds of materials. And not only Uwe has these wonderful ideas, but you know, some other guy says, wow, you know, this and this. This is all easy. This is all flexible and can be done and tested and I think that's going to be, you know, this the most beautiful thing. It's 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 freeing, it's freedom for this material from these huge factories. And you know, believe me, I had this factory, this monster on my back for many years with seventy thousand euro uh, just for energy costs a month, uh, even when the machines are not turned on. You know, this is a killer. And now, you know, we have a small team. We can scale it. We can build it. We can do it with all our passion. Uh, this is this is really beautiful. It's a lo- it's it feels like it's what Kickstarter was made for in many ways. Um, for pe- absolutely, absolutely. For people who um, might not have an analog, um, might not have a pack film camera, or for whom maybe at the moment the prospect of spending that much money for the six shots just might not be you know within their budget. There are other ways that people can support you, aren't there? You've got um, T-shirts and postcodes and stuff, postcodes, postcards and stuff like that. So if people, and I think this is a, a great thing to do, if you can't afford to buy the film at the moment, which to be honest, I probably can't because it's Christmas and I'm broke <laughs> as always. Um, but it is important to you that in the future when you will have more money, because we'll all have more money in the future, you want this film to be available as a thing that still exists, then you know, buy some buy a set of postcards um buy yourself a t-shirt and that way you can contribute towards it you can make a difference towards this happening without um, financially buggering yourself up um I yeah, think and even more even more important you know help us to share the message you know tell your friends or post in your blogs or whatever you know it's it's important that you know the more people know about it hear about it think about it uh, that that's always important you know we have uh, I think two, over 1,200 supporters right away, which is, you know, imagine this is over 1,000 people uh, doing this together. And, I'm, I, you know, this this is the, the, the beautiful thing. Just, you know, what we're doing here, um, you know, people will hear it and think about it and share it. This is, you know, let's stand up and fight against all these decisions taken in the conference room, um, you know, uh, drinking bad coffee, you know, it's time to act. One of the questions, because we've talked a lot about Kickstarters on the podcast over the last year in particular, um, and the way that, you know, they have varied varied levels of success once they've been, you know, Kickstarted. 
how ready are you if this is a bigger success than you're prepared for? Because the one thing that people never really seem to plan for is their Kickstarter being very successful. So how ready are you for success if this just really takes off and you make twice what you're expecting? No, we are very, you know, we have a big respect because I met several Kickstarter founders that, you know, made incredible millions and then, they, you know, they had a big celebration party and then they 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 noticed how how challenging it is to set up a production and a distribution. So the good thing is, you know, we are very well prepared. So we have shipped um, hundreds of thousands of films all over the world. So we have uh, very good resources for shipping and fulfillment. And also the whole Kickstarter is, is, is built around really limited numbers. So when you look at it carefully, we don't have any reward that's not limited. So we really said, okay, this is really what we can produce. And, you know, so it cannot get over a certain level of, 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 of craziness. So I, do like, so I do like how um, random the numbers that you picked for your limits are. <laughs> 111. We calculated all of them yeah. very precisely. Really? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. It's a dice. So, you know, we take, we take really care that, you know, we, we don't do any mistakes. And, you know, this is not our first Kickstarter. It's, you know, my third the Kickstarter and we have some experience on that. So, but I agree. Um, you have to be very serious because you know we, 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 this is also you know that people trust us. We we really want to show them that that you know we know what we are doing. So really our, our money is in safe hands with you guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a question. Excellent question, isn't it? Yes, and an excellent answer. Well done. Okay, <laughs> so so awesome. So so our um, our listeners should go to Kickstarter, right? And uh, I'm looking at the Kickstarter page now, and it, it's it's titled "One Instant Analog Pack Film Reinvented." So, listeners, that's where you need to go, kickstarter.com, and uh, pledge your money, uh, be it for, uh, well, one euro or more to get your name on the wall of founders, uh, or uh, ten euros or more to uh, get a postcard, uh, right the way up to, and I like this one. So, so if I if I pledge you guys a uh, uh, thousand euros or more, I get to come over to Vienna and have lunch, yeah? <laughs> yeah, not only have lunch, you can build your own... Uh, pack film. So I think this is a one of a kind opportunity for all of you who love Pile Part film because we don't we really show you how we do it and then at the end of the day uh, you can keep all the pack films that you can produce in 99 minutes. Uh, so this is of course very dangerous for us, but uh, the, the, the strategy is that you we will make you drunk for lunch, so you can really. Produce a lot in these ninety-nine minutes. Okay, that, that sounds like it. That sounds like a really good challenge. I bet there's some of our listeners out there who are really competitive, <laughs> who are going to give you a thousand <laughs> euros just to take that challenge. <laughs> You know and then you build 1,000 tech films in the 99 minutes. <laughs> you know yeah. what you also need? You need a pledge level, pledge sort of, I don't know, pledge 10 million to make the company instantly so big that you'll have to leave again, Doc. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah okay so um I, I mean we've taken up a lot of your time and i know you guys are an hour ahead of us um uh, and so it's getting pretty late for you is, is there uh, are there any you know uh, any last messages you'd like to share with our listeners yeah. you know Uwe. no i just had a look at my watch so it's my birthday <laughs> in one hour so yay. Hey, <laughs> yeah. okay. happy birthday happy birthday oh my Uwe. goodness so yeah. i mean just as a birthday gift for you Uwe, everybody should be going and backing this yes, yeah of course. <laughs> i i want to to also uh, you know thank everybody um you know uh, that has you know uh, been with us and with, with you know being crazy enough to believe in 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 that uh, adventure from the very beginnings so um you know also in the beginning of, of impossible when when the films were really really challenging uh <laughs> the people never stopped uh, doing this because you know they said okay we want we, we like what you're doing and you know we know that you do it the best you can and we, we support you so uh, all of this, and especially now, also you know the feedback. Um, I just wanted uh, again to take the chance and, and thank everybody out there because you know this is this is really what life is all about uh, to fight for the things we love. Uh, I that that is an excellent last message. Thank you very much. And uh, now I have to try and follow that with some way of closing out the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should just stick an edit point in at the end of there and be done with it but uh, but uh, you, you can you can tell the people that it's the end of the reel of your tape on your recorder or something like that that's a good because... point that's a good point i should go and check on that shouldn't i <laughs> <laughs> okay guys listen okay, it has been gentlemen it, is, it has been amazing to have you both uh, on the show. Uh, wonderful to to meet with you and and uh, and and talk to you about the new project. Um, I, I, you've done something that uh, I didn't think was going to happen this evening. You've made me really really excited about instant pack film, um, which is, is um, it, as Graham will tell you is probably is is pretty pretty good going. <laughs> it certainly is. I'm really you. glad he has. It's, it's pack film is a magic thing it is it is magic and magic needs to keep going so um pay money keep more magic in the world okay there you go listeners there's graham's sales point it's not quite as polished as the docs but <laughs> <laughs> and thank not... you all okay everybody listen um thank you very much um i hope you've enjoyed yourselves and uh uh look, look forward to to seeing this kickstarter be successful and uh look forward to seeing the products out there in the real world right that was an awesome conversation but sadly the guys had to go before the end of the show so now graham and here graham and here graham and i are here to close out the show which is why i can no longer string a sentence together obviously <laughs> it's like the good old days just the two of us bodging things up do you fancy closing the show mate oh no i i, I love it when you're okay yes all right i should i should do my art right impression then um, you know what we should do actually before we do um because obviously rage isn't here this week uh no indeed cause she's been she's been poorly sick quite a bit she had a bad cold this week and i think she just had another engagement tonight as well because we had to record this a couple of days later than usual so <laughs> this is literally being recorded and then put straight out um but for listeners who are missing a bit of rachel in their ears um she is on this week i believe this week's episode of the odd togs podcast uh so check that out if you want to hear something she's up to 
um, this week. And also you can find me um, doing some judging on the Negative Positives podcast. Uh, judging of photographs or of people? Oh, both. Very much both. <laughs> and um, li- listen, r- listen right through to the very end to hear just what a delight I am to record with. Because <laughs> Mike's took a couple of outtakes at the end. They don't reflect well on me, I'll be honest. Uh, well, yeah, yeah you, you're usually pretty well behaved on this show. I know, I know. I, I wasn't great. <laughs> on you, this. Had you been drinking? <laughs> no, but it was two o'clock in the morning. Oh, ouch. Wow. Even yes. even for you, that that's towards the end of the day. Yeah, it was a bit late. It was a bit late, but it was fun. It was a delight. And Mike was an absolute delight. You know, it was a delight to have him on backing paper and it was a delight to go on the negatives, positives. But because of audio problems, it did run quite late. So yeah. it's all good, though. That's that's kicking it. That that that's eating into your Red Dead Two time, isn't it? <laughs> I know, I know. Those deer aren't going to shoot themselves. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> dear, <laughs> dear listeners, uh, you can get in touch with us on the internet. I suggest you don't bother doing that until you've been over to Kickstarter and given Florian Caps and Uve. Oh no, I can't remember Uve's. Pre- oh no, hang Mimoon. on. Uve Mimoon. Okay, there we go. Uh, until until you put, pledge some money to the Kickstarter, but uh, after that, you can come and find us on the internet. Sunny Sixteen Podcast, anywhere you like, especially the .com, which is our website. And if you want to give Graham some content for backing paper, you better send him an email, <laughs> which is sunny16podcast at gmail.com. Uh, what else do we do at the end of the show? Because I haven't got any show notes in front of me today. Oh, yeah, we always thank Rocker, don't we? Uh, Rocker, Rachel's band Rocker, uh, whose music uh, plays us out just shortly. Uh, you can get their album, Promises I Should Have Kept, on any of your usual channels. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, I think, as well. Uh, am I remembering most of the end of the show, Graham? I think you absolutely nailed it, Aid. Excellent, excellent. That's 130 nailing the end of the shows in a row. <laughs> so, folks, <laughs> it has been an honour and a privilege. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's been an honour and a privilege uh, to talk to you uh, this evening. As always, this has been show 130, and we will speak to you next week. Goodbye. Bye.